Social Impact CX, the podcast that helps you drive mission and make a difference with customer experience. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Social Impact CX, the podcast. I'm John Corrigan, and I'll be your guide to how you can drive mission and achieve social impact with customer experience work. This is episode three of Social Impact CX. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm grateful for the incredible friends and colleagues that I have in this field of customer experience. I'm very lucky to have gotten to know some fantastic people working in CX in both large and small companies, for-profits and non-profits across the US and the UK, Europe, Australia. This field attracts some really interesting and dedicated people. If you're good at customer experience work, then by default, I think that means you really care. And by really caring about whomever it is that you're working to serve, customers, clients, beneficiaries, patients, whomever that is, if you care enough about these people to spend your time working towards a better experience for them, then that likely makes you a compelling person in my book. And I found that this idea of caring many times takes on even greater meaning when a business or organization is really all about helping people. Customer experience work, when applied to social impact environments, both in nonprofit and for-profit settings, is fascinating work. It gets right down to helping more people and achieving mission, and that's what we're talking about here at Social Impact CX. So let's get down to the business of this episode. We're talking. Uh, we're going to talk about focusing on some commonly used terms across this podcast, uh, focused on customer experience and social impact. Uh, but sometimes the words used in CX work are not so common. If you know what I mean, there's some jargon and lingo to be found almost everywhere in the world of CX work, and it can get a bit dense. While there are words used that might make a lot of sense to some people in some common situations or scenarios, there's also a lot of terms in the world of customer experience that have rather specific meanings once applied to CX program components. Then you very quickly get to jargon and lingo that might not provide a very inclusive feeling or experience for a lot of people trying to do the work. So one of my objectives with Social Impact CX is to get down to brass tacks, plain language, to explain a few of these CX-specific terms. And to be listener-friendly, I'm working to make each of the episodes of Social Impact CX uh, around 30 minutes or less. And I know everyone has a, has a busy schedule, and I do appreciate your time in, in joining me here. So today, I'm going to get into one of the most regularly used terms in this world of customer experience work. We're going to talk about journeys. And, and so that, that word journey is really important. Uh, customer journeys and customer journey maps are frequently talked about in CX work, but I know for a fact that not everyone completely understands what customer journeys and customer journey maps are all about. Uh, and then a bit of a preview here, keeping in mind our 30 minute or less format, ballpark, uh, I'm gonna record the next episode on a very closely related subject of personas because somebody's taking this journey. And so journeys and personas are usually pretty closely related. You may or may not have heard the term persona, um, but I think it's important to talk about defining what a persona is, uh, what's good or good enough in, in a persona. And I will save that for next time. And then there will be future episodes on other key customer experience terms, such as empathy, voice of customer, ethnography, emotion, and many others. So um, there's plenty of terms in CX to explore that people 
have various levels of, of understanding with. If you have a question about a particular word or concept that lives in this world of customer experience work, please send me an email at comment at socialimpactcx.com and I will get whatever questions you have added to the list. You can also find us on Twitter and tweet to the handle at socialimpactcx. I uh, sent a question there. If you're listening on YouTube, please feel free to post a question in the comments section after the podcast. I'll work on getting to you there as well. I will give all this contact info again at the end of uh, this podcast as well. So I mentioned that I know not everyone understands all the terms in the CX world, and so it's fair to take a few minutes to discuss what this what, what the lingo means. How do you get to a common understanding of, of some of these really important terms? I was talking recently with a vice president of a globally recognized nonprofit organization. Says an accomplished professional. She has decades of experience in managing initiatives, measuring outcomes, solving problems. And in the middle of our discussion about customer experience work and concepts, she stopped the conversation and said, could you just clarify for me, what exactly do you mean by the word journey? Because the word journey can mean a lot of things. And, and this, ladies and gentlemen, came from top-notch leader, well-educated, well-respected, um, uh, responsible for some really important work in her career. So when I knew that I was getting that question from that particular person, I figured this podcast would be a valuable thing um, uh, for, for a lot of different people. The word journey is used a lot in customer experience work. And when you think about wanting to better understand the people that you're working to serve, uh, the idea of understanding journeys is all about helping more and I think this makes a lot of sense. So a, a journey can mean a lot of things. You know, getting from point A to point B forms a journey. Boarding a plane and flying off to some far-flung destination is, is certainly a journey. Closing your eyes and thinking about sunshine on a perfect day at the beach can be a journey. But in customer experience work in a nonprofit or social impact environment, we want to bring focus on what a journey is like for whomever you're working to serve and what their journey is all about. So this journey that we're going to talk about is it, it's probably much more involved than what's ever been previously considered or included in development of the services or products or experiences that you and your team are, are providing or offering today. And it's important to take a moment and understand this to get a, a greater appreciation for your customers or clients or whomever it is that's important and what their journey is like. So... Before we get started about your journey of the customer or client that you're serving, let's level up for just a moment and think about planning a trip for yourself. It could be across town, it could be across country, across the world. Does that journey begin when you arrive at the destination? It, probably not. Most journeys start long before you arrive at whatever destination you're going to. Um, you know, how did you first learn about this destination? You know. Once you were aware of wherever it is that you're heading, how, how did you learn more or become familiar, familiarized with what that place is all about, what goes on there? Um, how hard was it to make arrangements to get there? How did you get directions? Did you need Google Maps or is the destination so hard to find that you wanted uh, firsthand insights from someone who's already been there? Did, did, did you get uh, all the preparation information online or um, did you need to talk to others? How was it that you gathered your information? And was this planning easy? Was it enjoyable? Uh, part of the excitement? Something that you want to do again in the future? 
or or you know the flip side of that is you know was it hard um uh, maybe a little painful or frustrating you know once you've done this planning once do you hope you never have to do it again what i've just talked through is all part of a journey to whatever destination you have in mind and we're not even there yet so now let's translate that to um you know certain parts of a journey uh, account for and explore and experience, but there's an important point to understand here. Whomever you're working to serve in a nonprofit or social impact environment is having their own version, their own thoughts and experiences of different phases of a journey, just like what I just walked you through. And just like you recall having to buy sunscreen or expensive plane tickets for that journey uh, that you have in your mind, your customer or client or beneficiary or patient or member, whomever that is, is also going to recall what all occurred before they ever even got to your product or service. They're going to remember whether the, the forms or paperwork that was involved, was that easy or hard? Um, did it involve giving up information that was somehow sensitive or upsetting? Uh, or, or was the paperwork really no big deal? They're going to recall whether it was darn near impossible to figure out getting basic information to get to your product or service or whether that basic information was really easy to get to presented in a way that they liked that they were comfortable with in a language that they could understand and associate with they'll remember all these things and and when you consider that the nonprofit and social impact sectors include a lot of organizations and businesses in fields such as education and healthcare and social services and even finance, consumer goods, these represent basic needs. It now becomes really, really important to understand that the journey of your customer, client, beneficiary, whomever it is that you're trying to help, whomever it is that needs help, it's really important to understand their journey. And just like planning that trip across town or across the world, there are phases to pretty much almost any journey. Um, how do you discover that there is a need or an opportunity to go somewhere or experience something. Many times that's the first phase, discovery. is It's the first phase of a journey that you'll want to understand um, uh, and you'll want to do some customer experience work there. And, and by the way, I don't mean when did you discover the need for an experience or a product or a service. This is entirely about when did whomever you're working to serve, when did they discover or learn about whatever it is that you're working to provide. Once this initial phase of discovery occurs, then what's next? Well, here's your mission, should you choose to accept it. Um, it, it really starts to get interesting. You're going to want to understand the typical phases that a customer, client, patient, beneficiary, whomever that is, you're going to want to understand the typical phases of their journey. And the only way you're going to accurately understand that is going to be by talking with them, surveying them, getting information somehow directly from them. You want the straight scoop. You want it in their words. As much as you think that you might understand their journey or maybe your colleagues are, are definitely telling you that they understand the journey uh, or maybe your boss feels as though that he or she understands the journey, I'll tell you that there is always something to learn, new and useful insights to glean by talking directly to whomever it is that is going to be on that journey. This leads us to the topic of research which could be formal research or informal, it could be more guerrilla style, quick and dirty research. But nonetheless, we're heading down the path of research. 
And research also is going to be uh, a future subject of uh, Social Impact CX podcast. But suffice for now that you understand in order to really gain an understanding and appreciation of the journey that your customer or client is on, you're going to have to get involved in some form of information gathering or research somehow, somewhere. But let's get back to the phases of someone's journey, whether they are headed down uh, the path of going across town to a different continent, to a new health clinic, to a new school. There's a journey that's involved and uh, there's gonna be some distinct phases. If you've worked in marketing before um, uh, and going to market with some type of product or service, that th- this might sound familiar. If you've not worked in marketing in, in your background, no worries. This is gonna be a pretty familiar, um, a pretty easy to understand concept, pretty accessible. Uh, whether you're purchasing tires or seeking highly specialized health services, it doesn't matter the complexity that's involved. There's always going to be some phases along the way to getting whatever it is that you're looking to acquire or experience, whether it's tires or health treatments. I think it's fair to say that most journeys uh, at a basic level can be broken down to four, five, six fairly standard phases of a journey. First, you'll be discovering or becoming aware of the problem in that general solution category. Uh, and think about this in terms of what you and your team are working on. Uh, you know, whether it's the world of tires or health services or whatever field it is. Um, Second, after they discover the problem, the person you're trying to serve is going to start to collect information. They'll begin to get together information on whatever your services are, um, whether it's complex or pretty straightforward. Um, And and that may be an easy or more challenging process. And that's what you want to understand from this second phase of of gathering information. if the person you're working to serve is not so internet savvy, or maybe access to the internet is limited, almost non-existent, which is a real scenario for some nonprofit organizations and social impact sectors. Now, I'm telling you, there's still some uh, really important ways that people are getting that information, and you want to understand that. Whether they're um, talking to other people, or wherever it is they're getting their information, you want to gain an understanding of what's going on in this part of the journey. Maybe Aunt June, who bought tires last summer, has been a key influencer uh, and, and has given directions on, on where you go if you need new tires. Um, or, you know, maybe another parent at school has uh, recently sought out health services of some form lately for their kids. And, and they're a key source of information for, um, for information that someone is looking for. Or a friend at work has uh, previously interacted with your organization or your competitor's business or organization, and perhaps they've provided information on what they think you do or what your competitors do or maybe some alternate solutions that you're not even aware of. Um, It's important to understand how people have gained their information, and this is an actual phase in someone's journey, and that information gathering may be good or bad, logical, sound, illogical, definitely not sound, I'll tell you, information is going to be gathered somehow, and you want to understand where people have gotten their information because they will remember that as part of their journey. So we've identified a broad discovery phase at the start of a journey, and then the next phase is probably gathering that information. Once someone has gathered what they feel is enough information, they're going to enter a phase where they put all that information together to then uh, assess what's going on, and then enter another phase where they actually make a decision. And decisions can take many forms. 
Um, uh, it's all about now what is your team offering as a service or product and what are you hoping that person does uh, whomever you're working to serve is going to consume something or purchase something or pick up the phone and ask for help or get information uh, or they're going to engage um, uh, whether it's submitting paperwork or arriving at a destination or, or purchasing something Whatever that is, um, th this is the decision phase where someone takes action. There's any number of forms of a quote-unquote decision, but it's a key part of a journey. It's a key step, a phase that you want to be able to map. And then after that decision phase has been made and action has been taken, there's another phase of the journey that's usually really important, and it's understanding what happens afterward. After a decision has been made and an action has been taken, uh, you know, what happens, good or bad. Uh, and, and this is a phase that many times gets either ignored or totally missed. Um, but it's very interesting because what happens afterward can really negatively impact uh, a phase, uh, of, it can negatively impact an experience overall in a journey, even if the general experience has been pretty good so far. Um, so, Thinking back about that trip across town or to a different continent, you know, if your suitcase with all of your favorite travel clothes and souvenirs got lost by the airline, that may have been a fantastic journey overall and a great experience, but something that was completely out of the control of, uh, of whoever helped you with that journey or experience, it was completely out of their control. It left a negative association with that journey. Or, you know, you may have driven across town and had a great experience with somebody, but if traffic coming back was so horrendous um, uh, and so jammed up that you miss important things in, later in your day, you're going to recall that as being part of your journey. Um, uh, health services, the services provided may be great and just what's needed, but if billing from the health center is so impossible to understand, it's indecipherable, just too difficult to figure out after the appointment, that's going to impact the overall experience that someone has. And even though it happened afterwards, it's a key part of the journey. And that's really important and it's something you're going to want to understand because a great transaction that exceeded expectations uh, can still be um, negatively impacted by the phase of the journey that happens after the decision making. These multiple phases of a journey can be researched and mapped, and they are being researched and mapped by many businesses and organizations today. If you've heard of customer journey maps, and but you've never seen one, I've just described what a customer journey map is all about. The most complex transaction, or even the most simple, like a quick trip to the grocery store, those experiences can be mapped as a journey. And I'm confident that various grocers and retailers, both online and offline, are mapping quick trips to the grocery store. But a journey, as in the journey of whomever you're working to serve with your service, product, assistance, or whatever it is you're offering, is really about a lot more. It's about what's going to go on from the customer's or client's perspective before, during, and after consumption, engagement, purchase, whatever it is that that decision is in the case of your organization or business. And again, while you or your colleagues or executives may have some great anecdotal information about what you think or what you maybe even observed is going on during various phases of a journey, I'd like to reiterate that the only way to really understand someone's journey is to ask them. Get inputs directly from them, formally or informally, 
research and information gathering is a really important aspect of the work you do as a CX team. So a journey is really a broader concept of the phases of experiences that someone has and that someone is going and that someone is going to be your customer, beneficiary, member, client, patient, whomever it is that's most important to you. And then a customer journey map is a collection of those findings that you've gotten and it's divided up and appropriately segmented across the multiple phases that can be applied to almost any journey. And once again, whether you're traveling across town or whether you're going abroad or whether you're buying tires or whether you're applying for financial aid, there is a journey that can be mapped. Customer journey maps are unique to each organization and they take on many formats. Um, I was once presenting at a conference in San Diego and one of the other sessions was, was put on by a CX leader from a major automotive organization. And his team had mapped 41 phases of their customer's journey. I'll tell you, that kind of blew my mind. It's fair to say that 41 phases is a bit of an extreme in customer journey mapping work. But I know for a fact that some really high-end consultants regularly produce journey maps for clients that run four, five, or six phases. So you and your team members, you can do this um, in your organization. You know, if you have a really complex environment, you might need a couple more phases than a standard four, five, or six phase approach. There are certainly instances where you could get into six, 10, 12 phases that are unique to your situation. The decision of how many phases are, re are required for journey mapping is really up to you and the colleagues that you're collaborating with on CX work. Uh, but through that collaboration, you'll likely get a sense of what are the key phases uh, that your target clients are patients or customers, beneficiaries, what are they going through and where do you need to really understand what's happening during that part of the journey. Journeys are a very important topic of discussion in CX work. Your first journey map exercise is likely to produce what's called a current state journey. You're going to understand what is presently going on with the people that you're working to serve, what they're experiencing from their perspective. And then once you digest that a little bit, if the first time you've seen this current state journey, uh, what's going to happen, I'll tell you, is that you're very likely going to quickly move on to the question, but what should a journey be like in the future? How do I fix you know, tough or challenging spots in my client's journey that I can now see? How do I make the most of the great parts of the journey? You know, where they're most stressed out and most unhappy, how do I fix that? Um, uh, where people are happiest um, um, and, and really enjoying what's going on, um, getting something from it, you know, where can you engage with them more? That piece of work is, uh, involves uh, key moments along a journey. Many times there's a term used that's called moment of truth, and that's going to be the subject of uh, a more involved discussion of journey maps that I'll include in a future podcast. But the thing about a um, current state customer journey is that you really gain an understanding of what's going on, what's good, what's bad, what's hard, what's easy, what's enjoyable, what's not enjoyable with your customer today. And that is a fantastic place to start. So another interesting part of journey mapping also is going to be that you're probably going to find out from your research who exactly is influencing your client or beneficiary or patient along the way and, and this is going to come out in the research. And trust me, you're going to find out who's not only influencing the client or customer and helping them make a decision, narrow the options, determine what path they're going to head down in their journey, 
But you're also then going to probably want to understand about the journey of these key influencers. You know, uh, tire companies should want to know just how Crazy Aunt June impacted that tire purchase. And health clinics should probably understand that parents are really gathering their information on various health services from other parents, if that's the case. Um, so it's important to understand that. And, and you know, journeys have become big business. The journey to your next major purchase, whether it's a car or a home or a wireless data plan or uh, some health care experience or a big vacation, it's likely been mapped out by an industry leader in whatever market sector is involved. Um, traditional for-profit businesses are spending millions of dollars on mapping the journeys of current and prospective customers. Uh, journeys are foundational to customer experience work uh, and the current corporate spending on customer journey maps is a significant factor contributing to um, the customer experience market uh, becoming a multi-billion dollar industry in and of itself. But mark my word, researching and understanding the journey of your customer or client or beneficiary, whomever that is, does not require the big bucks. You don't need millions of dollars or an army of consultants. If you've got email, some guerrilla style tools like SurveyMonkey, an established Facebook group uh, that's associated with your organization or business, if you have a member list, um, or even better, a member list with email addresses, if you have one or more of these tools, then you're ready if you want to do this work. You can begin the process of better understanding the journey of those that you're working to serve. And you can do that work for free, or, or almost for free. Um, you know, I previously served as Vice President of Customer Experience for a major nonprofit organization. Uh, it had more than $300 million annually in revenue, serving millions and millions of people. I had budget and team. Uh, these days, though, I'm a social entrepreneur and I'm founder of a startup called JourneyMap. That's JourneyMap with an I, not an E. J-O-U-R-N-I-M-A-P. You can check us out online if you're interested. Um, but JourneyMap is a new tool designed to bring affordable uh, customer experience and customer journey mapping capabilities to nonprofits, smaller organizations, people working in social enterprises to help them gain a better understanding of what their customers or clients or whomever is experiencing and, and being able to do that in a very affordable and effective way. Once again, you can get deliverables at JourneyMap for less than $1,000, not 50 or 100,000 or millions, certainly. Um, um, JourneyMap is designed for organizations that don't have big budgets but want this understanding of who they're trying to serve so they can better serve them. So as I've said before, Social Impact CX is also intended to become an interactive forum a place to stir conversation, answer questions, provide some context and definitions like we're talking about here, hopefully achieve a better understanding of CX work. That's what this is all about. So what questions do you have about defining and clarifying terms and other elements of this world of customer experience work? You can ask a question at Social Impact CX a couple different ways. First, you can send an email to comment at socialimpactcx.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-T at S-O-C-I-A-L-I-M-P-A-C-T-C-X dot com. You can also find us on Twitter and post a question there. Our Twitter handle is at Social Impact CX. If you feel so inclined, please include the hashtag S-O-C-I-M-P-C-X. And please follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with new products or other related content. Or if you're listening on to this podcast on YouTube, feel free to post a question in the comments section and we'll do our best to catch you there. 
While at YouTube, also please subscribe to the Social Impact CX channel. Uh, and there's a new website in development at socialimpactcx.com, and more information will be available there soon. This is John Corrigan reminding you that, especially in social impact work, it's important to understand that your mission is really all about someone else's journey. And the more you know about someone's journey, the more you can help. Thanks for listening to Social Impact CX.